Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk live from our Airbnb at the NFL Combine. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday, but this time it's Friday with my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or anywhere you get your podcast, and today we're talking a little bit of Juju Smith-Schuster getting absolutely destroyed by the Philadelphia Eagles across social media right now, and maybe uh, maybe a little warranted at this point on top of some very impressive cornerbacks here at the NFL Combine, and Jordan Addison being blatantly honest about where he wants to go in the NFL draft. Very exciting stuff, but first, we've been here a week. It is Friday. We've seen... Athletes run 40s, fat guys run 40s, Kalaja Kanti, get all the Aaron Donald comparisons, Joey Porter Jr. talking about his time growing up, everything you could possibly imagine. How has your, uh, how's your week gone here down, down in Indy? It's been great. Um, it's been a lot of fun. You know, my first combine's gone real well. Um, it's exciting. Uh, I just had my first St. Elmo Steakhouse experience last <laughs> night. That was, that was probably the highlight, I'd have to say. What uh so for for everybody who doesn't know, St. Elmo's is a must to go to down here at the NFL Combine. Everybody goes. We had a nine forty five PM reservation because that was the earliest time we could get all week long. They served this cocktail sauce, the shrimp cocktail with um we'll we'll say it's spicy. We'll say it it's a l- little little tiny bit spicy. Um you handled it like a champ, I will say that. You did you did quite well. We went with a couple of newbies, they everybody did fine. First time I did it, it punched me right in the face. So I got to say, you guys, you were impressive. But but it was it was good food. Shout out to St. Elmo's. Yeah, it was it was, it was fantastic. Except you know the the shrimp really wakes the shrimp cocktail really wakes up the senses and then <laughs> you get to dive right in with the steak. And... Yeah, it's uh it's it's a good spot. It felt uh, kind of like we were in the mob sitting in the back of the restaurant. It was pretty right. cool. Had a great time. Shout out St. Elmo's. Like we said, the rest of the week has been very eventful. We started with the big men, the defensive linemen, and the edge rushers. The Pittsburgh Steelers will be looking at a couple of those, and we talked about that. Uh, we talked what Omar Khan has said here at the Combine. Now things are changing. Jordan Addison spoke today. Joey Porter Jr. spoke yesterday. Juju Smith-Schuster is making headlines all week long because it just seems like that time of the month where Juju has to fill a headline at this point when it comes to his post-Super Bowl celebration We'll say, and that's where I want to start. For those of you who have not seen, Juju Smith-Schuster dropped what seems like an 11-minute TikTok about being kidnapped, I think, and then it's his mom's involved. At some point, the guy who does all the, the film reviews, the TikTok film reviews where he's making jokes of players, he pops up and he's making fun of James Bradbury and Jalen Hurts and the Steel or the uh, Eagles... Super Bowl holding call that ended the game. Since then, he's been totally roasted, and we'll get into that. But first, have you have you seen the TikTok? Yeah, I, I didn't watch it all the way through because, like, I don't know exactly how long it is. It feels like it is like eleven minutes. Like, a dude, it's a, it's got to be ten minutes long. Like, do you see the Paris Hilton advertisements for? Do you want a ten minute TikTok? That Juju was like, yeah, I do. I want actually all ten minutes. Of that, t- it doesn't even yeah. correlate. There's yeah, no it, moment in there where you're like, I know what's going on. Right, like the transitions don't make sense. Like I don't know why. Like he gets kidnapped and then they go straight to the film session. Like I don't know how those two events are connected. 
Dude, um, and then his mom's sitting there in like a hospital gown at one point in her right. living room, which right. doesn't make any sense. He's got an afro going on in this, like an afro wig right. that doesn't doesn't seem to connect. It's 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 a bad TikTok, just for right. starters. Like it's not a good TikTok. It's not funny. It's just super stupid, just for lack of a better term. It's a real dumb TikTok. But he put it out there. He's been on a complete roll, I want to say. He is nonstop with bashing the Eagles after the Super Bowl win. And the Eagles are they're just not having it. It started with A.J. Brown going at him in the DMs. He slid in his DMs. He tweeted at him, and then he slid in his DMs, and he posted it on Twitter. I don't play them kid games. If you want to see me, I'm with it. You better go to Cabo, enjoy your ring, and stop effing with me. Leave all of your TikTok shit. Then then he calls him a very derogatory term. It, I mean, warranted, right? right? Just very warranted. Right. It, that, that Valentine's Day, if you remember that Valentine's Day thing that he posted about James Bradbury, you know, it was wrong then. Like like we said back, that, back at that moment, like the Eagles were talking a lot of trash back to him and you you know maybe you know we're disparaging the refs and talking about how it was a blown call if they were not great gracious in defeat uh you could understand why juju would want to talk his trash but the eagles as far as i know have been nothing but like but i don't like like they lost with respectable right they lost with grace and that's all you can really do uh when you lose like that they have been they haven't done anything to provoke him and no. This just kind of came out of left field, especially for a guy, James Bradbury, who took full responsibility for what he did. He, he was the first one to say, yeah, that was a hold. I, I did that. That was like, that was a fine call. Like, yeah, he, I think, I mean, that's what pisses me off with this whole situation. And it does. It, it, it actually irks me. Right. I have defended Juju's TikToks my entire life. The, the whole dancing on the sideline or dancing on the logo stuff. I was like, yeah, whatever. It, it's definitely getting under team's skin, but you got you got to do what you got to do. I get it. He wants to have some social media cloud. It's cool. This stuff is just like I said, so unwarranted. James Bradbury was very respectable after that Super Bowl. Admitted everything. You have to feel bad for those guys if you have any respect for the game for how how that ended. If you are a respectable player, you are walking away from that and saying, you know what? Like, yeah, it was a back or it was a it was a good call. It should have happened. They, they had the holding call. I'm happy, whatever. They admitted it. All respect to those guys. That's what you should say. I respect the hell out of James Bradbury. They're, they're a good team. I don't care what was said on the field. I don't care how much smack talk went down. I don't care what was going on. You treat it like you've been there before. And Juju has not done that. He has just gone completely off the rails. He's let this whole thing get to his head. Honestly, I'm not even, I can't even be happy for him. And it's hard, I think, for a lot of Steelers fans. I was scrolling through Twitter, and I saw so many people that were like, look, it, I'm glad that he got his ring, whatever, but I'm so happy this guy's out of Pittsburgh, and this is exactly why. And there was a long time when he was in Pittsburgh that I felt, nah, you know, maybe you guys are overreacting. He should be allowed to do this. Now I'm like, thank God that this is not going on because trying to talk fans down from hating this guy would be, it would be impossible at times. It's just... It's it's very like I said it's unwarranted. Unwarranted is definitely the name. He's a sore winner, right? And I just that's the thing I cannot for the life of me come up with a reason why he would no not just like doing it once. All right, whatever. Like that that's one thing. But he has kept after James Bradbury for it's 
ter- it's almost months now. Like it's almost a full month, uh, and it just doesn't make any sense to me why he would choose to go after this team so so aggressively. Yeah, um, and it's not like they're rivals or the right. Eagles and the Chiefs had bad blood or anything bad happened in the Super Bowl. He is the only guy. On both sides, who was continuing this? Nobody from the Chiefs talked about it one time. Nobody from the Eagles have talked about it since. Everyone has completely left this game. Oh, yeah. Even Patrick Mahomes, after the game, like said, Jalen Hurts should be a guy that everybody has respect for now. Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't feel that way. Juju Smith-Schuster thinks, I won. Screw you guys. I'm allowed to say whatever I want to say. And no, you're not. Like, that's the thing is... You have to be respectful as a winner because everybody in this league is good. Everybody in this league fought just as hard as you did to get where you are and the whole nine. And to just come out here and be that guy, like, I don't know. It's a bad rep for Juju. It's a really, really bad rep for Juju. Right. And, like, one day Juju's going to be on the other end of this. Like, I can almost guarantee you. And he's not going to like being on the other end of it. And And, and he, he, he hasn't earned anything in the NFL. That's the craziest part is he had a... Yeah, he had a good season, I guess, in Kansas City. It wasn't a bad season, but he's not a top 15 wide receiver in the NFL. He's not a guy that's ever gotten paid. He has one ring behind Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, which means nothing for anybody else except for Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and probably Travis Kelsey. You didn't do anything, my man. Like, you did nothing. You went out and won a Super Bowl on the best team in football. Good for you. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. You have no right to be sitting around bragging. Four weeks after this game ended for a guy that obviously feels terrible and admitted it was a holding call. That is the thing. Juju is making TikToks about how the Eagles are still talking about this in a hundred years or whatever. When the Eagles are not talking about it and haven't talked about it and haven't bitched about it one time. It's just it's classic social media clout. Juju, it's really, really bad. It's a really, really bad look. Let me ask this. I asked it last time. Do you think it's hurting his, his chances with re-signing with the Kansas City Chiefs? Because if I'm Andy Reid, I'm not looking for that on my team. I'm not even thinking about that on my team anymore. Right, and like you said, I, I, I'm I starting to think it does. Like, if it keeps if it keeps persisting, yeah, it's, it's going to hurt his chances of getting re-signed because it's just a headache that, like you said, the Chiefs don't need it. Like, the Chiefs do not need this kind of headache or whatever. You know, they can... No. There are a lot of guys who could do what Juju did. And oh, there's a ton of guys who could do Juju. Juju is nothing special in the NFL. He's a good player. Very replaceable. Like, the most replaceable person on that team, I think. Mm-hmm. On that offense, at least. Uh, that whole wide receiver core probably is. And if you're the Chiefs, I mean... And, and Juju, I was talking to somebody the other day that I, I respect very well when it comes to all this stuff, and he said, I think Juju's going to get the bag. Like, I think Juju's going to get 15 to $17 million this offseason just because that's where the wide receiver market's going to be. Who's signing them with all this? You know, you've put such a target on your back to be a very middle-of-the-pack wide receiver, and it's just, you know, it gives me very strong Eli Apple vibes. Yeah. And nobody likes Eli Apple, and I think people are going to start feeling the same way about Juju. They're just going to start hitting a point where they're just like, yeah, I don't really like this guy anymore. He's super annoying, and it's all warranted because – yeah, this is just bad. It's it's the worst part of Juju. It actually upsets me. Shouldn't upset me this much, but it just, you know, and I'm not even, like, I could care less about the Eagles. Outside of the fact that they lost me some money in the Super Bowl, they don't they don't cross my mind ever. Right. 
But Darius Slay, A.J. Brown, all sliding in this guy's DMs, telling him to shut up. Yep, I would do the same thing. Right. Don't even blame him. Don't blame him whatsoever. Absolutely. All right, next thing I want to talk about, NFL Combine today, actually. Jordan Addison spoke and turned all heads when, first off, it was a pretty good crowd yeah. around Jordan Addison. A lot of attention for this guy. He's probably going to be the first, maybe the second wide receiver off the board come April. When asked about Kenny Pickett, he gave raving reviews about how close they are, said that they just talked the other day about the combine, and Kenny gave him some advice, said that uh, he loves the Steelers, and he met with the Steelers, gave a good review on Mike Tomlin, and then when he was asked about a reunion with Kenny Pickett, he said it would be very easy transition, and he finished it with, come get me. I mean, that says everything you need to know about what, how Jordan Addison feels about the NFL draft. What did you take away from it? Yeah, it was it couldn't have been more plain. He like wants to play with Kenny Pickett. Um and it's not all that surprising given the success they had at Pitt for for a couple of years, not just not just one year. Um but yeah, he was he, he couldn't have been more plain. He raved about Kenny's confidence, um his his physical abilities, his his leadership abilities too. Um, he said that Kenny and, and him had also been training, I think, in the same city in Florida. In well, Florida. Kenny was down there with the Steelers guys, oh, yeah. with like George Pickens and Deontay and them, and then uh, I think Addison was training down there as well. I don't think they crossed paths. I think they just spoke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, the, like it's it almost seems too out. Like this was the the joke of the of the of like ever since the uh, the Steelers got eliminated for their season ended. You know, people were just making mock drafts with all of Kenny's old teammates from Pitt. Um, but this one, like, it, it has some juice behind it, and it started to make sense. It's just a matter of where he go. Like, is that thirty second pick gonna be? Is he gonna be around for that thirty second pick? And if is he, he gonna is, be around for the seventeenth pick? And if he is around for the seventeenth pick, you know how impressed was? I think the thing here is Omar Khan said on Tuesday that he. Pretty much completely blew him off. Just, yeah, Jordan Addison's a very good player. That's all he said. Addison says he's the Steelers were one of the first teams to meet with him here at the Combine, which, you know, they're not just going to blow Jordan Addison off and then go meet with him. And on top of that, they've met with a couple of guys, but a lot of players that you would have expected them to meet with at the wide receiver position, they did not. It seems like they're focused on like those top two or three guys and then everybody else they're just like eh, maybe we don't need a wide receiver which makes me think if, if Addison's sitting there maybe they're thinking yeah that's our guy we're just gonna we're just gonna act like he's not for right now well because we talked about this I think earlier in the week after Omar Khan spoke but he said they're willing to trade up they're willing to move up and be aggressive for the right guy and it's starting to seem like they have one or two guys that are right for them. Um, and Addison seems like one of those guys. Do you think that they would move for Addison? Do you think – I think better question. Do you think that fans would lose their mind if they moved up to get Jordan Addison? I think they were, they're going to lose their mind at any pick. Um, everyone's going to think – I feel like no matter who they get, someone's going to be like, oh, no, they should have picked this guy. Like we have all these other needs. You know, you need to fill those first. I think they would be upset about it until they saw Kenny and Jordan thrown on the field together, like actually yeah. playing together. Um, yeah. But like the other thing is, I don't think the Steelers really care about what the fans think. Um, I think I kind of buy into the idea that they 
are going to swing for the fences on this guy. And I don't think they're going to use the 17th pick on him. But I, I don't think, think he's there after 17. Really? I would I there's really? a there's a strong part of me that would be surprised if he was there at 17. Really? Yes. I, I feel like he hasn't I haven't seen cuz I feel like before this event started he was down like towards the end of the first round, maybe into the second round. No. I I've I've heard rumbles of like top 12, possibly the first wide receiver taken off the board depending on who needs a wide receiver. I I have not heard that he's there at 17 much, but I haven't heard that a lot of guys that the Steelers like quote unquote have a shot at the first round, like Joey Porter Jr. Who we're about to talk about or Christian Gonzalez or any of these guys, Brian branch. I I just don't think I haven't heard that any of them are going to be there at 17. So, you know, you never know. And on top of that, like how many guys can go before the Pittsburgh Steelers, how many guys could be said that they're going before the Pittsburgh Steelers before you're like, okay, well, somebody's got to be there at 17. Right. There's no way that they're just running out of space, you know, that, that everybody's going to be gone and they're not going to have a pick at all. Who's got to be there above Jordan Addison or with Jordan Addison? Like, for them to pick Jordan Addison. If it's Joey Porter Jr. and Jordan Addison, are they taking Joey Porter Jr. or are they taking Jordan Addison? They're probably taking Porter, right? Like, I, and I like, I, I, they probably need Porter more, I, I would argue. Oh, they definitely need Porter more, in my opinion. But and I, I think that's, I, I agree. I think it's Joey Porter Jr. There, if if it's Brian Branch and Jordan Addison, where are you going? I'd probably go Addison. I think you're going Addison too, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. If it's Paris Johnson or or Jordan Addison, who if you're the Steelers, who who do you think they're going with? I like Addison there too. I think they're going it, Addison as well. I think they'd go Addison over over a left tackle easy because they feel good about. Dan Moore Jr. Should they feel good about Dan Moore Jr.? Probably not, but they That's a debate for another day. That's That's uh, yeah, that's not our decision. You know what I mean? Like we could say we could sit here and say he's not good all day. If they think that he's good enough to start this season and they say, "Okay, well Jordan Addison's an upgrade at wide receiver." Well, they're going to go Jordan Addison. I just think that he's if he's there, if he's got if he's got potential, he's he's going to end up in the Pittsburgh with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And and the come get me thing was so strong. Like it wasn't like a it wasn't planned into the quote. Like, he didn't say it naturally. He finished his quote. He said it'd be a real easy transition. And then as he was, like, looking to go to the next question, he goes, come get me. Right. And then you're like, oh, okay. Every, okay. Yeah, I was in that crowd, and you could hear, you could see everyone's eyes kind of light up. Like, especially, you know, I was standing around at a couple other Steelers people, and you could see everyone's ears go, oh, did he just say that? Did he, did he really just... He was asking for it. He's asking for them to come get him. Um, yep. And I think when, when Jordan left Pitt, you know, when he was kind of tra- when he transferred to USC, you wondered how strong the connection was between him and, and the rest of his teammates there. But it's clear, and I think Kenny has also made that clear. He's made a couple appearances on podcasts and stuff where he, is li- he could not be endorsing Jordan more strongly. Um, do you think that they're going to listen? Like, do you think that when they call Kenny into the room – He's going to sit there and he's going to pound the table for Jordan Addison. And do you think they're just going to be like, you know what, man? Let's do it. Let's go get it. Let's go get your wide receiver. I think Kenny's doing that. I think he is pounding the table in those meetings. Whether they listen or not, I don't know. It would just, it would strike me as a little odd for them to bring him in, listen to like this, like what I assume is a very impassioned pitch for Jordan and ignore it. You know? I agree. I agree. I think that... And I think Kenny Kenny would probably get pissed about that, wouldn't he? Uh, I don't know if he'd get pissed. I think 
I don't think like they'd ignore him. You know, I think they'd be very honest with him about, well, you know, if Jordan's there, we'll consider it, but we need help at this position and we need help at this position. And those guys are probably over Jordan on our big board. And I think he'd understand that. I don't think Kenny would strikes me as a guy that'd be like, no, that's stupid. Screw that. Go get my guy right now or I'm not playing. He'd probably be like, yeah, I get it. We need a cornerback. You know, we need an inside linebacker, whatever. But I, I agree. I did not think that Jordan Addison was even remotely close to being drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers until he said those three words. And then I said, well, damn. Yeah. He wants to be in Pittsburgh. Kenny wants him in Pittsburgh. That's two out of three. That's the two out of the three people you need to end up at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, I mean, if he's there. Would you trade up for Jordan Addison if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, I mean, it always depends on the package. But, yeah, I would. I mean, I... You know, I might maybe I'll take that back because I, I I just of course it depends on the package, but I wouldn't want to like give away that thirty second pick for him. You know, no, I wouldn't, and that's a perfect transition because I do want to talk about the cornerbacks. And after Julius Brents from Kansas State put up the numbers that he put up today, I think that he is possibly the Steelers' guy heading into the NFL draft because he's not going to be a rush at seventeen, but I think he worked his way into that early second round stage and the Steelers got the first pick in the second draft (laughs) or in the second round. So they, they don't got to worry about anything. Um, I do. I want to talk about Brent's. He jumped. It was a 41.5 vertical jump. He's six foot four. So he's ginormous out of Kent state um, or Kansas state. Excuse me. He had a phenomenal senior bowl with highlights just popping up all over the draft world. 11.6. Uh, broad, broad jump, jump I'm yeah. pretty sure, which is nuts for this guy. His numbers are – his athleticism is insane. Meanwhile, Joey Porter Jr. had 34-inch arms, had, ran a 4.47, which is nuts. And yesterday he went on a whole thing. He, he had probably 60 people standing around his podium as he was talking at the NFL Combine. I'm talking about Joey Porter Jr. And the first – 10 questions were about his time growing up in Pittsburgh. And then there was like four questions about if he met with this team or that team or this team. And then the next 12 questions were about growing up in Pittsburgh and how much it would mean and his dad and the whole nine. I was very impressed with Joey Porter Jr. Super impressed with Joey Porter Jr. I think he's a phenomenal kid. Um, I would love for the Pittsburgh Steelers to draft him just so that I get to talk to him all the time. Uh, I think he fits well. I don't think there's a better situation than ending up in the same city as your dad, who has already been a successful NFL player, who's a great mentor. I I just don't think there's a better fit there, and I think the Steelers would see that. At the same time, I am so overly impressed with Julius Brents that I just, I think that's the guy. Uh, Right now, I'm ready to say that's the guy. Yeah, and you want to be careful with not, like, like Julius Brents is, shy, is kind of the shiny new toy a little bit, you know. After he puts up those numbers, he's the new thing. Joey Porter, that doesn't change how good Joey Porter is. Um, it doesn't change how good, like you said, how good the situation is. Um, and you got to be careful not to overlook one thing. Just be overlook a thing you knew was already good, just because something new good has also come, like a new good thing has also come along. But yeah, I totally agree with you. Julius Brents is when you just think about the ground that he will be able to cover, you know at being 6'4", being able to jump and run and move like he can with those 34-inch arm. arms. Yeah. Like, just when you think about the ground, like the space, that the physical space that he is able to take up on a football field, it's it's really hard to ignore. Yeah, it strikes me as a Steelers cornerback. 
Like that guy is a Steelers corner. And I just think I think I think what makes the most sense is that he has a better opportunity to be there for the Steelers. Do I think they'd select him, select him at 17? I think they'd think about it. I don't think they'd jump the gun there, but they've done that before with Terrell Edmonds. They've done it before with Artie Burns. They did it before with Bud Dupree. Maybe they would. If not, you got the 32nd pick in the draft. Like, he's going to be there at 32 most likely. Wait it out. You don't have to rush on a corner. You go draft Jordan Addison maybe if that's another guy that you're very, very interested in. And then you sit back and you get a guy that is an instant starter, that's huge, that has all the physical traits you need, and that could come in here and fill your biggest need with ease. I just, you know, Brents is a dude. Right. Brents is definitely a dude. And he, I, you know, I'm a little afraid that he's, I wouldn't be upset with reaching for him at 17. Like if there's all, if all those other top corners are gone, like I think it almost lines up perfectly for them to take him at 17. 17. Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's going to skyrocket after this week. I think he's going to put on after the show that he's put on. I feel like teams getting being able to see him up close and personal in this kind of environment is going to make him just shoot right up. Like I, I don't think his stock is going to fall between now and April. So are you going Julius Brents or are you going Jordan Addison? Well, like you said, I'm less confident that Jordan Addison's going to be there anymore. Okay, but if they're both there at 17 and you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, probably Addison. Probably Addison. <laughs> do you? What do you think the Steelers would do if they're both sitting there at seventeen? But there was no other cornerbacks on the board. Joey Porter Jr. is gone. Devin Witherspoon's gone. Christian Gonzalez, Ringo, all gone. Cam Smith gone. You, you probably Brents. Just because I, just because they need him. You know, they need a corner more than they need a receiver, right? Like, I don't yeah, know. This is I complicated. think so. Like. What do you? I'm sorry. What did you think? What did you I, think? I think they'd go Brents as well. I think that they like Calvin Austin. I do think Omar Khan tried to blow a little smoke at us to uh, mm-hmm. say that they're a little bit higher on Calvin Austin right now than than they were. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Calvin Austin is if they don't get Jordan Addison, Calvin Austin is the day one starter in the slot, and I, I don't think they're upset about that. I think they're actually super excited about it as they should be. But if they get Addison, they feel like that's an immediate upgrade, which it is. And Calvin Austin's still that explosive guy off the bench that you feel very good about, so that's no worries there. But just like you said, you need a corner. You, you very much so need a corner. So, I don't know. Very impressed. I, I think it is, at the beginning of yesterday, I was heavy on Steelers got draft Joey Porter. I just think that makes too much sense. I think he loves it there. I think Mike Tomlin's going to love him. I think they have the connection the whole nine. Jordan Addison saying that I took that as a direct message that he had an incredible meeting with the Steelers that Mike Tomlin told him you know maybe if you're there we'll get you Kenny said yo I want you here and then he said come get me and then I think they're going to try to listen and then Julius Brent's going off like he did today just kind of makes things a lot easier for Pittsburgh right and Addison had that come get me like don't wait for me to fall to you come no, and get I, me if they trade up for come. Jordan Addison I don't know how I feel about that one. I think it's a waste of of whatever pick you have to give up to go get him because there's so much talent in this draft. I, I kind of feel that about every position, though, right now. Like, I'm not feeling good about Joey Porter Jr. to go up and get him or Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon or any of them. Definitely not a corner. No, there are too many corners for you to trade. That's what up. I'm saying. There's too many corners. You already have a wide receiver that you trust and feel good about at the slot on the roster. 
draft is loaded. Like, use your picks. You have seven picks, and you have three in the top 50, and then four in the top 80. Use your picks. Don't don't trade up. Don't do anything dumb. Just get who you can get. Best guy on the board every single time, and, you know, get talent. There's just so much talent in this draft that you don't have to worry about that stuff. So, I don't know if I'm into to the moving up thing. but Yeah. I'm kind of with you. That that makes a lot of sense. Like don't don't overextend yourself trying to trying to hit a home run. Just hit some doubles. Hit some solid doubles. That's what I'm saying. Just base hits, score some points, feel real good, load up. You know, you have a lot of positions that you need to fill. Fill as many of them as you possibly can. Don't be shooting for the stars for one guy. And don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. You know? Don't Spread sacrifice them out. the yeah, don't sacrifice the rest of the draft for one guy. Exactly. Especially in a position that you already kind of feel comfortable in. So yeah, I think that the Steelers are feeling the same way. But if Addison's there at 17, if Brent's is there at 17, I mean, maybe we've got a little bit of a story developing here at the NFL Combine. Took all week, felt really good. We have one more day left here at the Combine, and then we're all heading out. Derek and me are recording a pod tomorrow, so it'll drop Sunday morning. Feel very good about it. Strong week here of all of us. Uh, Indianapolis was treating us well. We're eating $300 steaks and having stomach aches like there's no tomorrow because our body's screaming for a salad. But it's been a good time. Thank you guys for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Talk. Like this video and then go find us anywhere you get your podcast. Like I said, I will be back on Sunday with Derek for a special NFL recap special. Enjoy your weekend. Peace.